0: following is a presentation of the Outside Blitz Radio Network. Recording live from Studio
1: Shanto, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler
0: Dean, the Outside Blitz! And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the Fabulous One Scotty Freytown, along with the tenacious, titillating, Torrid Tyler Dean. Tyler! What's up? What's going on? <laughs> we are, what? what is it now, five full days into free agency? Something like that. Five full days. Yep, started no, on this. Four o'clock would make the fifth full day, but Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Wait, wouldn't that make make it six? We started on Wednesday, right? Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 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 Yeah, you got five full days. So this at four, four o'clock. Well yeah, we're four and a half days <laughs> in the free agency if we're being technical here. Uh day five of free agency and what a free agency period it has been. Uh the NFL kicked off March seventeenth for the new league year. Uh and and we're 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 getting a little wild here with all these football teams. We got especially over in New England, and we'll get to that, to that in a minute. But the NFL even got a little wild yeah, the, in the last. The dropped
1: salary cap for the first time in in many many years is 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 the big big culprit for that.
0: Well, yeah. It, well, the, here's the thing, though. The NFL they we had the drop salary cap went from 198 to 182 five. We talked about it in the last show, but now we're looking at a situation where the NFL salary cap could just go skyrocketing back up. Um, they signed a new TV deal, new TV streaming deal, the whole thing. Uh, you're going to have Thursday night football games going almost exclusively to Amazon Prime. We're going to have, uh, I mean, Super Bowls going to different channels, not just NBC anymore. It's going to be on Fox. It's going to be on CBS. It's going to be on NBC. It's going to be on ESPN. Each of those those channels. Right. There's
1: only three, only three numbers at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, who's it, was, it was always CBS and, and, and NBC, NBC that, that flip-flopped yeah. it. But now um, ABC comes in the mix. With, they're getting... T- Two in the next 10 years.
0: Well, ESPN's getting getting a pair. Mm-mm. You sure about that?
1: They're gaining, was it Monday Night Football or something? But
0: I believe the Super Bowls are still between the three. We'll have to look at the details of the deal here. But at the end of the day, new TV deal, $110 billion deal for the NFL. So think about that. We just, we just had the salary cap drop because we, we were losing ratings and we're losing ticket buys and we're losing all that stuff. Ticket buys are going to be starting to rise back up.
1: But they won't be as high as they once were, and neither will
0: ratings. And and I think ratings are going to start heading back up because people want to go and see that football again. They're going to be able to want to watch football again with fans in the stands. I think they made a big difference with that. Not no, just no not it, having it, fans it, it definitely did. But the, the, the amount of money that this league is going to have coming in and the amount of money that they're going to be able to throw around, this is going to become a player's market next year. This time next year, we're not talking about teams dealing with a lowered salary cap. We're not talking about teams uh, having to cut big players, and we're not going to be talking about teams having to sign one-year deals because it's going to be a player's market. These players are going to be able to come out and say, all right, I want four, five, six years, and they're going to be able to get that big deal that they wanted. A lot of prove-it deals this no, year. There, there
1: will be a salary cap increase, but I don't think you're going to be above $200 million again for for at least five years.
0: I think 2023, and, and we you and I were talking about this, I think it goes up a, a ridiculous number. I think it's going to be a ridiculous amount. I think it's going to go up next
1: year, it'll go up like a million, maybe two million. It's going to, it's going to go up maybe... Two million at most over the next five years. Two million at each m- year. over
0: five years mm. each year. Mm. You'll be lucky
1: to get two hundred again in five years. No, with a hundred and ten dollar, hundred and ten million billion dollar deal. But what you're going to see is the because even before COVID, the ratings were not great. They were already go- on the way down. Uh, they weren't that much worse with COVID. I think it's going to be better. The ticket sales will help, but it's it's not going to shift to three hundred million like you're thinking.
0: I'm thinking it's going to get up to three hundred million. I, I'm telling you, I'm in that 20 years, and maybe it's bold. You can you can hold me to that, but go ahead and write that down: three hundred billion. I'm it's telling you, three hundred million rather on the salary cap, three hundred million. So we've got our transactions, we've got some reactions, we've got a lot going on in this league. Tons of signings; they've been coming fast and furious. We're going to go over each team, just like we did on the last show. We're going to go through each team, their signings thus far, and and really just kind of. Let you know where we're at with these teams, I guess. Um, one notable thing is the free agency period isn't over yet. There's still a lot of hot guys out there that are going to get get hired in and and get get their big contracts. Some of them may, most of them are going to get one year deals, but there's still a lot of hot commodities out there. So we're going to get started with the AFC just like last time. We're going to jump in. Buffalo Bills will be our first team here, and uh, Tyler. I mean, perhaps the the headlining signing here, and I'm just going to say the mm-hmm. headlining one, even though there are better signings by these guys. Let's not bullshit around. The headlining one was the Mitchell Trubisky signing. He's agreed to a one-year, two-point-five million dollar deal with the Buffalo Bills, max value four and a half, uh, and and with like one-point-five million of it's guaranteed. This is a guy who started in the league, and I think he's a high-end backup. I mean, and I know we're not high on Mitchell Trubisky. I know he's not acting. I think he's a low end
1: starter. I'm surprised he went to the Bills. because I think there's you could count five teams he sh- he should be starting for.
0: I, I, you could, but I I think he's a I think he's a high end backup. I think low end starter is kind of in the right realm there. High end backup, low end. Like, I mean, right in that like in that you, area. He should be starting over
1: Daniel Jones. Should be starting over um, Jalen Hurts. Should be starting over. Uh, I don't know about Bron- da- I don't, Broncos.
0: I don't know about Daniel. You see, you just hate Drew Locke. I don't know about Daniel Jones or Jalen Hurts. I think both those guys. Uh, I, I think Hertz benefits the Eagles' scheme more than the Mitch Trubisky's of the world. And I think Hertz, even though I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Hertz. I think he's more accurate than Mitchell Trubisky, and I think he makes better decisions in the pocket. But I digress. To me, Mitchell Trubisky, this is
1: about where he needs to be. But Bears make the playoffs if they don't bench Mitchell Mitch Trubisky. Foles went on a five-game skip. They're already five and zero oh, or four mm-hmm. and one, whatever it was. They make the playoffs had
0: they not benched Mitch Trubisky. And it, that might be the case. I, I think Matt Nagy's system is is catered toward trick plays and things like that that you don't necessarily see out of Nick Foles. Um, it didn't require a lot of Mitch Trubisky, and it required a lot of Nick Foles because Nick Foles has to throw the ball, whereas Mitch Trubisky's pass-throwing abilities were always limited in Chicago. But better than Foles. I don't know. Man, I'm not involved high on in Foles. trick
1: plays because Foles can't throw the football.
0: Yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't. I think Foles is the better quarterback as far as being a pure passer, but uh, eh, eh, there's difficulties there. But Mitch Trubisky goes to the Bills. I mean, it's a good signing for the Bills. They get a good quarterback. Uh, well, not a good quarterback. They get a high end backup for cheap, low end starter for cheap. I mean, two point five, that's nothing, right? But here's the other thing too,
1: because um, Mitch Trubisky, I, I do like Mitch Trubisky, but they also have another quarterback in that roster that could theoretically steal the backup role from Trubisky. Who's that? Because we don't know what Jake Fromm can do.
0: Yeah, Fromm is around, and and uh, maybe they're not sold on Fromm. The big thing about Fromm is is you know it, we we've talked about this with him and the Jacob Eason discussion where Eason had all the physical tools but didn't have the brains, but Fromm had the brains and none of the physical tools. So that's and and Fromm actually beat out uh uh easing with the brains as opposed to mm-hmm. the physical tools so you know i i, the, I is from capable maybe i don't know or is from just another uh killing moore right i think i think mitch trubisky is is basically like a less accurate josh allen that's kind of where it's at because they they're both a pair of running quarterbacks He's a less accurate Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. They also made a point to sign Taiwan Jones. We know this guy's not going to be a starter as a running back, but Taiwan Jones gets signed to the Bills. Why can't he? They don't have any good running backs. I mean, they're going to go into this this draft and they're going to draft a running back, in my opinion. But they should. They should. I mean, you, when you got Travis Achan available, I'm feeling good about that, and you know I'm big on him. Um, Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. This was another headlining signing, one year deal. It
1: is and it isn't because um Sanders has been, he's been, he's a few years away from his golden
0: years here. Sanders is on the decline, but is he an upgrade from John Brown at this point?
1: And I don't, I, it, I no.
0: I, I think they're on the same level. I think Sanders is faster than John Brown. John Brown not anymore. John well,
1: Brown is still one of the fastest receivers in football.
0: I don't know if he's uh, he's still fast. I mean, John Brown was not getting a lot of love last year. He was also hurt, but before mm-hmm. that, he was
1: killing it. You were you were singing John Brown's praises before he got Be-
0: hurt. well, I was singing John Brown's praises in for week one and two, and then he fell apart after the fact.
1: I think Emmanuel Sanders at this
0: stage, if if they still do they still have Beasley, they do they do still have Cole Sanders Beasley. is the
1: third best receiver in the football team.
0: I think Beasley's good. I I, I think Beasley showed that he his experience stands out as compared to John Brown's. He's got more experience than John Brown on the field. I think that Emmanuel Sanders, they're going to try and input him as wide receiver two here, regardless of, of the Cole Beasley situation. And then another signing that they made that I thought was really great, and it, and they needed it, Jacob Hollister signs a one-year deal at tight end for them. That was a good them. one. That was a good signing.
1: I mean, I think it's a downgrade to who they had last year. That was Croft, right? Mm-hmm. I like Croft
0: better. But
1: Hollister's House, House not bad. He's a, he's a middle-pack tight end for me.
0: I think Hollister's a better pass catcher, to be honest. I, I think he's a better pass-catching tight end, whereas Croft is more of a, a blocking tight end. Croft but I make think some... the
1: Bills need more of a, a blocking tight end.
0: And maybe that is the case, but at the same time, with a team that doesn't have much of a running game in the first place and a pass-happy offense, I don't know that they need a blocking tight end. No,
1: there's, I mean, Josh Allen's the best running back they got.
0: <laughs> and then. They did sign offensive tackle Darrell Williams. The Bills have made some clean moves. Like Looking at this list, offensive tackle Darrell Williams, he agrees to a three-year deal. They're going to protect Josh Allen. They go out and get John Feliciano. He agrees to a three-year deal. And then on defense, I love this move. Linebacker Matt Milano, he, he's coming off a great year. Signs a four-year, $41.5 million deal. Um, $21 million over the first two years, so they front-load the deal. I like this. It's a little. It's a little front load. Yeah, it's not a huge one, but it's a little front load. And and they they keep uh, Levi Wallace around, and then they sign on punter Matt Hack, who's actually a really great I, punter. That this is
1: kind of the, one of the underrated signs here. He's 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 good. Yep. I mean, ideally they don't need him very much,
0: but yeah, but Heck's a good punter. Right, uh, Buffalo. I, I think they they've turned out pretty decent, pretty decent, and and they didn't need a lot. That's the thing. They they were already a big team. They were already a, a, in the AFC Championship game. The big thing for Buffalo is shoring up that defense, getting a receiver to replace John Brown. They've done all of their signings, and you look at a majority of them are on a discount, uh, including their long years, their long deals here. Mm-hmm. You, you have the Darrell Williams, even though that's three years, it's only twenty eight two. You look at Matt Milano, it's four years, forty one. So I mean, Matt Matt Milano, well, he's a high end linebacker. I mean, they're what they're paying him what. A little over ten a year. That's not bad. They're they're getting away with one here. I think the Buffalo Bills turned out really well. Um, one team that, to be honest with you, it's a to me it's a flip flop from last year because last year Miami was making some decent signings in free agency and they were making some trades in free agency. I'm looking at some of these moves and I'm going, eh. uh, but but some like most of them are like, all right, I'm with
1: you, They're, they're eh. But there's I'm I'm counting two for sure that are what would be my top ten best signings too, though. Go for it. Who? Um well I'll start with what the bad ones. I, I don't like the the Jacoby Brissett signing because um if you're signing you're signing him for five mil. He mm-hmm. and Brissett is a hard just backup quarterback yeah. for me. Yeah, he's gonna be making twice as much money as Trubisky this year, and is yeah. a high end backup, low end starter. I don't like giving Brissett more money than
0: Trubisky here. I agree with that. I think Jacoby Brissett, even though I think a lot of people put a little too much stock in Jacoby Brissett because of those couple of games that he had in New England where he was he was like red hot. Um, Is a bad deal. I don't like Jacoby Brissett. He's a, a high end backup. That's about where he's at. I, I don't I don't buy Brissett as a starter. I haven't been able to do that.
1: Malcolm Brown he's proven he's not that type of guy to be to be a, a lead horseback, and he's. He's okay when he needs to be, but he's not great to me. You know,
0: the change of scenery might be good for him. I, I see I have a different a difference of opinion on Malcolm Brown. What I saw when he was with the Rams, it wasn't bad. And, and I think Cam Akers kind of outshine him a little bit. I think in the right system, Malcolm Brown could be really, really good. He might just be one of those system running backs where, kind of like Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell left the Steelers, and then he was trash with New York, and he was trash with Kansas City. Now we're seeing Malcolm Brown. He might be a similar situation. If he goes over to Miami and, and sets the world on fire for a for $1.75 million on a one-year deal, it's a prove-it deal. And if he comes out and blows it up, then hey, we're talking about Malcolm Brown this time next year. Getting a big deal. Um, the signing that I hated, and, and I don't like this. I think it's stupid. So it was dumb on this Tennessee Titans part to trade. Offensive tackle Isaiah well, Wilson. So this
1: is the one I, I, I really liked. I mean, this is one. It was a, it was a win win for Miami. Like great getting a getting a, a former um first round first rounder for a seventh and maybe a change of senior for Isaiah Wilson. I think would have been great for him. Right. But then you cut him.
0: Yeah, and then you cut him. That's the thing. That so I I don't think I think the Titans were dumb to trade the guy because yes. he's a good player. Yeah, Miami's
1: was smart in this trade.
0: And and a lot of it had to do with Wilson's off the field stuff. So Miami trades away the seventh round. So it was a smart trade. And then what they do is they just go and release it. Like, you got a first-round offensive tackle. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know the full story on Isaiah Wilson's stuff off the field. I don't know the full story on, on what the hell's wrong with this guy. But, to me, this guy should have been a starter on your team. I don't understand. You picked him up in the first round of the draft. And and one year later, you're, sent, you're trading him and releasing him. What the hell is going on? And, with then, Isaiah and granted, Miami didn't give up much for it, but the, the trade for him and then cut him just seems silly. It's silly bullshit. And and I I think you know Tennessee. Okay, they got a seventh rounder, but you still lost a, a first round pick. Really, I mean, yeah. it's a waste.
1: So where I'm where I'm saying that Miami did great here. And it's really the one good sign they did, and that's Will Fuller. Um, Fuller is a great receiver. Yeah, he has injury problems, so he's got a one year deal to prove that he can really do it. And I and him at his best. I love ten point six.
0: Yeah. Because at his, best. at
1: his best he's worth like fifteen. My problem with Will Fuller is is I'm expecting him to get hurt by week six. And that's possible. But that's why I like the one-year deal, because if he gets hurt, he's on his way next year. I but think he, he proves to be healthy and does Will Fuller stuff and you got a killer of a receiver.
0: I think he's a compliment to Devontae Parker in this situation. Oh, beautifully. And and really he signs that one year deal. like you said, 10.6 is pretty good. He gets three million in incentive, so it could go up to 13.6. He's got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy, now we're talking a great target for Tua Taga and I'm all about that. Life. Will Fuller's a good receiver. He's never been a bad receiver. He's he's always been good. It, the The problem is is just his health. He's he's going to have a hard time staying on the field. I he's think. always that
1: guy. top ten in yards and touchdowns come week ten, and then all of a sudden he's gone.
0: Yeah, he's gone, and and so we we're never giving Will. I think Fuller one of the years when it was a suspension. But, yeah, but still. Yep. Um, they also signed Matt Skura, one-year deal. Trash deal. I, I thought it was a, a kind of a trash deal. Um, so
1: you remember uh, last season how uh, there was a bunch of issues with uh, Baltimore having s- um, snaps going over people's heads? Yeah That was that's this guy. Oh. So, uh, Tua, I hope you're ready to uh, catch balls going ten feet over your head and to your
0: left and to your right and under <laughs> your, and by your ankles because. That's what Scurra does. And then, uh, well, they also went out and they signed Adam Butler to a two-year deal. And and for the record on Matt Scurra, who knows if he's going to be a backup or a starter. I mean, he could wind up in a backup situation. Probably get cut. <laughs> you really just don't like no, I that's, that's Tyler being a homer. No, it's the, he, he the opposite. Made... <laughs> I, want,
1: yeah. I want him gone midseason.
0: Yeah, you want him gone. You're, you're being a homer because you you hate Matt Scurra because he's sent snaps over Lamar's head. He was a bad player on our team. So I don't like I it. should go. I'm glad he went to an AFC team. I have fun with them. And then uh, Adam Butler, he signs a two-year deal up to 9.5 as a defensive tackle. They needed a D tackle. I don't know this. this is a high one, to be honest. I think they're they're overpaying Adam Butler, in my opinion. Not by much. Not by much, but they are. Uh, linebacker Bernardrick McKinney, though, I liked this trade. Uh, they acquire Benardrick McKinney in a trade with the Houston Texans. So Benardrick McKinney goes to Miami. They trade away a seventh-round pick, and it's in exchange for a defensive end, Shaq Lawson, and a 2021 sixth-round pick. So I'm, I take that back. They get Bernard McKinney and a seventh-rounder for Shaq Lawson and a 2021 sixth-rounder. But McKinney's the better player than Lawson. Agreed. I think McKinney, his contract's a little inflated. I think McKinney is a decent linebacker. I think, I think he's very middle-of-the-road. But I don't think Lawson has performed as a high-end defensive end at any point this year, this past season. I, I'm with you there. So, um, and then they went out and picked up Justin Coleman, former Lion. He signs a one-year deal. This is the one that I think is a trash deal. I think Justin Coleman's overrated. Um, they give him 2.75, which, fine, that's decent money. But Coleman is not a good corner. He's not a good outside corner. Mm-hmm. I think he was good in the slot. But if you come to a situation where you're signing Justin Coleman and you expect him to play on the outside, it ain't happening. It's just not. But they don't have to worry about that because they have Xavier Howard over there. Right. Play on the outside. Um, so that's all the signings for Miami. If I'm giving Miami, and I'm going to give them a grade here. If I'm giving Miami Dolphins a grade right here, I'm giving them a C+. i was going more C-. Yeah. It's, it's in that, that C zone. I, I mean, it, it was okay, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Now a team that I'm giving I'm just going to call this what it is. This is an A. That you you can't we're on the New England Patriots here. This is an A.
1: Well, it starts off very bad cuz I don't I do yeah. not like the Cam Newton resigning. I don't either,
0: but for the price 136 is about right. And you, you, they're not giving him 27. They're not in that 25 range. I think last year he got paid what a one. little he only did he only one. get paid 1?
1: Um, so I don't like the um, $12
0: million increase. increase. I, I think Newton, I think this is a good deal based on the, the who Cam Newton is. And frankly, I think they only got him for one this year or last year because of the fact that he was still getting paid by Carolina. Carolina released him. So they still had to pay him his guaranteed money regardless. So Cam didn't care. But now Cam is here getting paid thirteen six. I'm okay with that kind of money. Any other I mean, when we're talking about Mike Glennon getting paid 15, the, the, this is we're in that area now. The the QB market has inflated. Mm-hmm. This is low end, very low end starter money. This is less than a lot of backups out. there. Not, I mean that part is true. So, Cam Newton signing, I'm I'm down for this. I'm cool with that if I'm the New England Patriots. 13-6 is fair. Now, here's the kicker about the Cam Newton signing though. Last year, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, he did not have uh, weapons. Edelman was hurt. He had a lot of players that were out. He's throwing the ball to a bunch of backups. He's got, I mean, nothing. The defense was bad. You had so many guys opting out. They went ham. First thing they do is they go out and sign Nelson Aguilar. Two Love years this deal. This was a good deal. Two years, $26 million, $11 million base salary with $2 million in incentives per year. Good signing. Nelson Aguilar is a nice slot receiver. He's not the kind of guy that you're going to line up on the outside. I, mean, I think they spent a little much on him, but he's still good. I think teams undervalue Nelson Aguilar, and I think the Patriots paid him just about right. He's going to, if if you use him right, he's going to get you lots of money, or he's going to get he's going to get you a, lot of, a lot of points rather and a lot of yardage. the The big thing about that signing is they went out and signed Kendrick Bourne. Now, this was the one I thought was an overpayment. Kendrick Bourne was a third-string receiver in San Francisco. Yeah, no,
1: this one I don't like.
0: And and they signed him a three-year deal, 22-5. I mean, Kendrick Bourne should be making about five a year right now. I mean, there's no reason that you should be paying him you know, anywhere near close to eight. Mm-hmm. No reason. Uh, I didn't like the signing. I thought it was bad. He's a speedster. He's got decent hands, but he's he's not that good. I'm not buying Kendrick Bourne. But... They made two signings that I did like a lot. And I think this is New England trying to bring back some of that that um Gronkowski Hernandez magic. It was the signing of Hunter Henry to a three year deal, thirty seven five. The contract includes twenty five million fully guaranteed. And Johnu Smith signed to a four year, fifty million dollar deal that includes thirty one million fully guaranteed. Okay. So Hunter Henry.
1: I've said on the show thousands of times Injury I problem. love Hunter Henry. Yep. Um, when healthy, one of the one of the best tight of football. Yep, I don't like the twenty five million full guaranteed because of his health.
0: Yeah, his uh. So Hunter Henry, he he gets hurt about once a year, mm-hmm. and and he's out. For, he misses about four to five games usually, um, based on his health. Who Smith, on the other hand, doesn't get hurt now. If they're able to keep both these guys on the field, my
1: issue with Jonu Smith is he got he this big contract yep. for one good season.
0: Yeah. Well, not only that, but John U. Smith, he was hot in the first eight games, and then he declined after the first eight games if you if you saw his his, and it was a sharp decline it wasn't like oh hey i'm just gonna he only had 400
1: yards yeah it was a sharp decline i don't like i don't like the i I like both these players being on the team hunter henry obviously being the better one i don't like this four-year 50 million dollar deal though the
0: the the 50 million dollar deal is high i think if i think the two of these guys together are going to create a lot of magic for new england and we have to remember the patriots last season they were Dead last. Dead last in tight end production last year. From yardage to touchdowns, dead last.
1: But do you like these two tight ends this year making a combined $26 million in one year?
0: It, it, I like it because of the fact that they're both really good pass-catching tight ends in the Belichick system. And we've seen how that works before. As long as they're healthy, and I'll put that asterisk there, as long as they're healthy, these guys are great. I'm, I'm not keen on the Johnny Smith portion of this. I think they overpaid him. Well, I mean, John o. Smith's going to play that Hernandez role, I think. I think we know that. And I also don't think that Tennessee, in recent memory, has been really spectacular at using tight ends, where John o. Smith came from. Uh, and they haven't been. I think the two of them together in New England, knowing the Belichick system, I think you're going to see Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith having a good time, as long as Cam Newton. Now, there's no excuses at this point, by the way, for Cam Newton. With the weapons he's got and all the pieces he's got, and let's not forget, Edelman's in the mix here too. With all the weapons they've got, Cam Newton has no excuses. One thing that I expect out of New England, they're going to draft a QB first round, and they're going to draft a running back second round. Those are the two things that need to happen to really make this team frightening. Um, They also went out and they they picked up Trent Brown in a trade with the Raiders, which I thought was just a great trade. I love. I don't that. know why Raiders got rid of him, and uh, we'll get to the Raiders more later. Right, but. Yeah, but Trent Brown goes over there. They only have to give up a fifth round pick for that, which I dug. Um, they take David Andrews. They bring him back to New England. Sign a four year, nineteen million dollar so deal. Got, they got Cam some help. Yep, and and David Andrews, he is. It's only six point five guaranteed, four years, nineteen million. So you're not really paying the guy a whole lot. You're talking about four and a half. That's really good. Um, Ted Karras, the ba- the backup center. He signs a one-year, $4 million deal, so I like that. Um, This one I wasn't too big on. Dietrich-wise, he signs a four-year contract, $30 million, $10 million guaranteed. I think it was an overpayment for him as a defensive end. I think he's okay, but he's not incredible. I I just, eh, nah. For that amount of money, it's an overpayment for Dietrich-wise. Defensive tackle Devon Godshaw signs a uh, two-year deal up to $16 million that includes $9 million fully guaranteed. Gotcha. This is another one. Eh, okay. I mean, eight million a year for this guy. He should be making about six. Mm. Did you overpay for him? Sure, but you know it, it's at least you're still somewhat in the ballpark. Uh, Montavie Adams, rather, he signs a one-year deal up to two point five. And you know Adams, he can go anywhere on the defensive line. We've seen that throughout the last few years. One-year deal. Henry Anderson, the other defensive lineman, he signs a two-year $7 million deal that has a max of 11 with incentives. This is another one that I like. Um, now, they went and fortified their linebacker spots. And you see these three names and you're going, okay. Um, you could tell it was, a, it was a point that the Patriots sure. were making. Uh, linebacker Matt Judon, this is one of your boys from Baltimore. He signs a four-year $56 million deal that includes $32 million over the first year, two years. I think it's an overpayment. I think it's an underpayment. I think he's a very good linebacker. Um, he's a, he's a very he's a very good linebacker.
1: Um, I I already knew Baltimore's gonna be signed because their 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 method has always been let them go and we'll restart, and mm-hmm. they're very good at that. I thought I thought Judon was gonna sign more closer to seventeen. Wow! And here we are. He's making what, what's what's it come to uh, no. twelve? Well, yeah. Well, it's a little more. It's probably closer to fifteen. thirteen. Yeah. I. I I think I think he could have gotten more. It kind of surprised me that he he didn't.
0: Well, it, it, I like the Judon signing. I think Matt, $14 14 So you're talking fourteen million dollars a year. I like the Judon signing. he um, will have until he's thirty two. I'm surprised that you 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 thought it was an underpayment. To be honest with you, I think that's about right for Judon. I don't um, I don't think yeah. I, I mean no, now they think about it more because I'm. Um, I don't his, think he's like a Von Miller or anything because his um you know.
1: Well, I'm not saying he's 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 worth that, but I'm saying what I expect him to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, what he's worth is probably about what he went for, right? Um, because I mean, his sack numbers weren't great. He's been always an okay pass rusher.
0: He knows um, how to tackle in space. Yeah, which, that's the big he's, thing for Judon. That is his
1: his big thing has always been a sack guy, but um, he is one one of those guys that um, when he hits you, him you're probably going down. Like, like, mm-hmm. We always complain about um, completing your tackles,
0: and right. Judon is
1: a, a is a tackle completer. Right.
0: Um, the other guy, he's, asked, not, he's not incredibly fast. He's not um. No, no, he's he's a good he's a tackling kind of he's a run support tackling kind of linebacker. He'll make some disruptive plays in the backfield when it when the time comes. Uh, we saw him. A, New
1: England, New England do a four three or three four.
0: The well, they were doing a three four last I checked. So he's I would
1: I wouldn't mind to see him um, as like an end as well. I think he can do that role right. Which I mean, in Baltimore when, when you do three four,
0: those guys kind of do in both anyway. End. Yep, yep. Now they they signed Raquan McMillan. A uh, one-year deal, underrated linebacker. They haven't given the details of his deal. Underrated linebacker. I think Raekwon McMillan is solid. He's young. He's got a lot of tread on the tires right now. I think he's 26 years old. I like Raekwon McMillan. Um, and and to get him on a one-year deal, and it's going to be a prove-it deal. I'm I'm almost for certain. But McMillan helps shore up that. And then they go out and get Kyle Van Noy, the Wiley veteran. Um, he agrees to a two-year contract up to three point or thirteen point two. Um, with the incentives and whatnot, I like Kyle Van Noy. He's more of a um backup into coverage type of linebacker and that's that's where Van Noy has always been his at his best. I like the Kyle Van Noy signing. I like bringing him in if i'm if I'm the Patriots, I'm feeling really nice nice about having Van Noy there, the former lion. Um, they went out and re-signed Justin Bethel to a three-year deal, 3 million, uh, three-year, six million dollar deal rather that includes two point seven five in incentives. Bethel was decent for them last year. He's more of a number two, maybe like a slot corner, but he uh, he does get Pro Bowl incentives with that whole thing, so that's kind of nice. They went out and got, and this is another signing that I thought they were really smart about. They get Jalen Mills. Four years, $24 million. This is a good You're one. This is a good, really good one. You're only signing Jalen Mills for $6 million a year, uh, and he was a star with the Eagles over there. I, I mean, they they hit a home run on that. Smart move. I'm happy to see Jalen Mills getting getting signed somewhere, but I think that they, they definitely underpaid for him. $6 million a year for an All-Pro safety? I'll take that in a heartbeat, and then you got Nick Folk. Nick Folk re-signs a one-year, one-point-six million-dollar deal. That's the for the record. That is the veteran minimum on that. The deal has a max value of two and a half with the incentives. Um, he gets a hundred and twenty-five thousand-dollar signing bonus. But Nick Folk re-signing there that was smart as well. He was a good kicker for them. He's been a good kicker in this league for Especially, a while. Especially,
1: they, They've been playing musical kickers for
0: um over the last two years, just <clears throat> signing everyone to the sun. Yep. But Nick Folk has always been the one that shined. He always has been. So you got to love what Nick Folk or what the Patriots are doing by getting him in there. Now, going over to the New York Jets, uh, last but not least, uh, you get Josh Adams. He resigned a contract, but uh, as a running back, he's a backup running back. The Jets need running back help, but my God, he's not going to be the guy. Now, interesting signings. I look at these names, and I know you have a difference of opinion on mm-hmm. at least one of them, but We'll start wide receiver Keelan Cole. He signs a one-year deal worth five point five. I think that's about what he's worth. Yeah, it's about what he's worth. I'm he, okay with this one. It, it, it's
1: depth. He's 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 a he's a good reliable veteran. Yeah, he, he's okay.
0: He was good as a receiver for the Jags last year. He he came in handy in in certain situations. He's not going to be a number one. I think you're talking about a number two, number three, depending on what you're going to do with him. The guy that I think they overpaid. And, and I stand by that, would be Corey Davis. Look, I like Corey Davis, and I think he did all right over there in, in Tennessee. He did really good last year. But I don't know. I, I think they're, they're they're depending on Corey Davis to be the number one there. And I don't think Corey Davis is the number one. I think he is. I, I think he's, he's overpaid right now, 37-5 over three years. So you're talking so about 12. See, see
1: I, I like the deal. I think I, going to a team where it's going to be a little more – Pass for Lyon. He's gonna, he's going to explode and be like a twelve hundred yard receiver.
0: Oof, I, I mean that's a lot. Um, and and we just got done talking about Tyler Croft. He's a one year deal, with two million dollars. It's one point five guaranteed. It has a max of three with the incentives. I like the dollars for 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 what Tyler Croft. Yeah, does. Yeah, like, for what he's worth, absolutely. For for the, I mean, it 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 makes a lot of sense. I I like the the amount of money. Dan Feeney, the center, he signs a free agent deal with the Jets. That's solid. Um, Feeney's a decent center. He's not he's not an all-pro or anything, but he's a decent center. I like that. Um the big one that they and they had a couple of big ones that were on the defensive side of the ball. Defensive end Carl Lawson signs a three-year, $45 million deal that includes $30 million and guaranteed, has a max value of 47.4. I like this deal. He's young. He's still got a lot of tread on the tires, got a lot of time in this league, and he's an all-pro. Got to love Carl Lawson going here. I think the Sheldon Rankins is another is kind of an underrated signing as well. Yep, two years, 17. They actually got Sheldon Rankins, one of the higher-end defensive tackles in this league, on a discount. Sheldon Rankins has been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. And Sheldon Rankins has played very good for a while. I like the signing. Two years, 17. I mean, that that's not bad money there. We're talking under nine, what, eight and a half? That's not bad at all. Um, they went out and got Jared, Jared Davis, Gerard Davis, however you want to pronounce his name, one year, $7 million deal, the former Lion. I think this, for as, here's the kicker, for as much crap as the people in Detroit gave Gerard Davis, let me make something abundantly clear. I looked at his PFF grades. You know what Gerard Davis's PFF grades were winding, winding up as? In the 60s and 70s. For as much shit as the Detroit Lions fans gave Gerard Davis over the years, for him to be one of your best defensive players, he's a good tackler, and people said, oh, well, he's a liability in coverage. Guess what? His coverage grades were amongst the highest in the league. Actually, he was in contention with corners, a lot of corners when it came to coverage. And people gave that guy a hard time. This is an underrated signing. Gerard Davis is a good player, and the fact that the people in Detroit Sat around shitting all over that guy is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But it's what I've come to expect from Lions fans. See, I, I don't, that don't know. You, football.
1: You, you, you can't take PFF as being law either. I've, I've, found, it to, I've found that I found them to be wrong on, in a lot of occasions too, though.
0: But the the problem is, is that you can't. It, he was not the problem on that defense. It wasn't the problem. I, but um, he, was he wasn't bad. Even in agent at times. You you saw him getting getting blown up. He wasn't even a problem. That's the thing. I mean, like like signs a one year deal and and. The, when it comes to like him getting blown up in certain coverages, you can't line up a, a linebacker. It was like it was like when the Vikings kept lining up Anthony Barr against receivers. You know, like, what do you expect? You're, you're putting a linebacker on a receiver. That makes sense. Gerard Davis, good signing, one year, seven million dollars. You got him at a good price. Good tackler. He's good in run support. Good in coverage. He's a good linebacker, and he can be. he, he, he should be considered a high end linebacker at this point. Um, they signed safety Marcus May. Oh, tag. Or tagged him, rather. Uh, May actually flew under the radar. I didn't realize he was one of the best safeties mm-hmm. in this league. Um, he was really good last year. I didn't even notice it. It, it was it, I, I looked at his, and that's another one. I looked at his PFF grade to see what he was all about. That dude had almost an 80 PFF grade. That's insane. It's a really good grade. Um, Marcus May getting the tag, that's good. They sign Justin Hardy. He signs a contract with them. But the one I really liked was LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, he's a considered defensive back, but he plays more safety. He signs a one-year $4.5 million deal. That's a high-end defensive back there.
1: Yeah, no, I like this one a lot. I mean, um, good,
0: good signing for, for, for a good – or a low dollar amount signing for a good player. Yep, and the Jets really fortified the defensive side of the football, I think, in this free agency more than anything. They got good pass rushers. They got good run support. They got some good DBs. You gotta love it. Now, moving on to the AFC North. Here's your boys, the the Baltimore Ravens. Um, this, I can sense your frustration with the the Ravens not making the necessary all of the necessary moves in free agency that they needed. They to made make. some. They made some. A lot of it was within. Yep. Um,
1: kind of starting here. Um, I'm trying to think if I, if I want to rant first or go through the signings first. <laughs> um. You know, I'll get to the signings first. Um, they they trade for Josh Oliver from the Jags, and we kind of talked about this one. It's a conditional pick; it's going to end up being a seventh round pick. Yep. It's low risk here, but I think Oliver's someone that could develop well. I'm I I actually like this one. I mean, it's they didn't give up much for it, and and there 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 could be a value of uh, of success out of that trade.
0: It depends on Josh Oliver, really. Josh Oliver has been he he's a good pass catching tight end. Um, he's kind of hit or miss. You don't know what you're gonna get out of Josh Oliver. I think he
1: can succeed in the sense that he doesn't need to be Mark Andrews. He needs to be Hayden Hurst. Exactly. He doesn't need to be the trusted guy. Right. Um, because you got Mark Andrews is gonna is gonna be the pass catching guy. You got Nick Boyle's gonna be the be the, the main blocker. Um so he's gotta he's gotta come in as kind of being the the sort of backup in both aspects. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a recipe
0: where he could succeed. Right. Um I liked this move a lot. Kevin Zietler. He he uh, agrees to a three-year deal worth 22 million and includes 16 in guarantees. I think you got a high-end offensive guard and you got him on a discount. It's
1: a good replacement for uh, I mean a year later, but a good replacement for Yanda. Uh, obviously not Yanda. I mean you, you don't replace a guy yeah, like Yanda. You can't. Um, and it's kind of a setup because you know you're gonna lose uh, Orlando Brown. That's yep. coming, just a matter of when. Yeah. Um. So I I really like this movie. You get you're getting relatively cheap. I think they they could have paid. I think he's probably worth closer to ten, and they got him for less than that. There are teams currently in negotiations with the Ravens for Orlando Brown as and well. It's quite a bit too. Yep. I think they're trying to make They're trying to make sure they don't sell. They're willing to make him play this year. They don't. If they don't get the right deal. So they're exactly. they're willing to. Which I don't blame him. Um, yeah. you're, he's he's one of the best tackles in, in in the league. Yep, he played extremely well last season. Um, Tyus Bowser, I would have probably let him go. I'm not a big Bowser. I, I think he's good in special teams. I think he's okay in backup roles.
0: I don't like having to rely on him to be a starter. I think they got him on a good deal, though. Four years, twenty two. That that I mean, that's yeah, not bad. Six and a half. I mean, that's not bad. Not bad at all. It could it, the deal could be worth up to uh, twenty seven. So that's I mean, each year you're talking about one one point two million in incentives, and it's got twelve yeah. million in guarantees. So they got they technically got a, a high end defensive end. On a discount, really. He's more of a linebacker than anything, but mm-hmm. the way he lines up. But Mc and, and Ellis, I'm, I'm good. Those
1: resigns. signs they, they they played good enough. McPhee's a good. He serves more of a leader role. Right. Um. He's gonna end up playing um edge, and kind of replacing Judon. Um. So my my favorite one. I'm not counting Zietler. Is Derek Wolf? Yep. Derek Wolf was um played incredibly well last year, and um for how he played, three or twelve is an e- is
0: easy money to me. Yeah, that's nothing. Uh, I mean, you're paying a four-year. Um, I'm not mad at that at all.
1: So there, there's a lot of expectations that they're going to just go and pick up a, a big edge edge rusher like a, a Clowney or someone like that. But I'm not worried about the edge rush. Um, they're they're or linebacker. They're they're going to find that next big thing. Yep. In, in value in the draft. Or honestly, what's probably still coming is a um a veteran veteran deal for for someone who's been around and it will go to Baltimore and succeed. It's the defense isn't what bothers me. They um no one can say that that Baltimore doesn't have things figured out in defense. They they're kind of a farm. Yep. They have a good system. They'll make the defense work. You, even if they're not going to be the number one defense next year, you can you can you can bet top dollar they'll be top 10. Absolutely. E- even though it seems on paper they lost a lot in Judon and Yannick, they'll figure it out. Hmm. I'm really not worried there. But the the wide
0: receiver position seems to be the issue for yes. Baltimore.
1: So, here's the thing. So, when it comes to wide receiver, um we had a lot of big names come off the board. I already knew they were going to sign a big end receiver because it wasn't that they weren't. Is Baltimore is not a uh, doesn't look like an ideal landing spot if you want to make big money as a receiver.
0: Yeah, because no. you're not going
1: to put up a lot of yards. Right, they need to go out there and prove they can be a passing team to um to, to get that guy to want to come. So you're, you're going to have to draft somebody. They're going to be mad they're going to Baltimore. You are going to, have to draft somebody, mm. or you're getting a um a veteran guy that like guys hoping they're going to get Marvin Jones. Hell, maybe they can still get Ty Hilton. And, and but and here's the thing. Everyone's saying that. Um, is there anyone expect? Am I expecting them to um, completely stop the run deal? No, no, absolutely not. not. You have arguably the most legendary run offense in the history of the game. You broke the you broke the record, and then you and then you, the night. So in two seasons, you had the two most rush yards in team in in league history, back to back seasons. Okay, you can't shut that down. It's what works. But am I going to say that um teams have figured figured them out? No, because I mean, in in a sense, sure, but a great run to make that is still gonna get their yards. But a, being one dimensional is where your issue is. You're going you're gonna get your yards. You're you're gonna run, but you're not gonna win a Super Bowl. Be being the thirty second ranked pass team in the league, and you're I... absolutely not. Get a freaking receiver. Get five. Do something, Lamar. You need to spend all your fucking time, um, throwing the freaking football. We know you can run. You're gonna be a good runner, and you're and you're gonna be for a long time. Pass the ball. You need
0: to get better. You're not going to get past the divisional round if you don't. I think, um, and and something that that I've noticed is you you had two running backs, two two high uh, high caliber starting running backs go out the door early on. You 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 right now your number one back is is what J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, and that's going to be your guy. There's not a lot of depth there, as far as I can tell. Uh, we still have Gus. He's on a they they did a restricted tag on him. Okay, so they they so he's he's a restricted free agent. So, yeah, so I, I like I love the Gus and Ed, and, and Dobbins connection. Mm-hmm. I like Gus Edwards. My my thing is is I I I want to see which one of them is gonna wind up actually being a starter. I think and, Gus could be a starter. And they
1: are working towards a long term deal in Gus. Okay, Gus good. wants to stay in Baltimore. Yeah,
0: that, that probably needs to happen.
1: I think that's where because League the league is going to a, a split back system and, and Gus and JK would argue be I I would go far as saying one of the, one of the best five combos of running backs in the league. Um, um, no one's going to come close to the uh, Cleveland connection. There, that that's that's your yeah. That's wild. You're talking. You're talking. Each of them are top ten backs in the league, and they're they on are. one team. Yep, that's the best combo you got, and you're not coming close.
0: Now, moving on to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, they are obviously in the middle of a rebuild, but they're rebuilding quick. Uh, they bring back, uh, they bring in quarterback Brandon Allen, the former Bronco. Uh, they signed him to a one-year deal. good backup spot for him. He's a, a middle of the road backup, but they need a, a backup. They, because they traded Ryan Finley. Um, so that there's that. Uh, offensive tackle Riley Reef he signs a one- year 7.5 million dollar deal and includes 5.5 in signing bonus. This was a good contract. Riley Reef was one of the top offensive tackles for the Vikings last year. Um, he was one of the best offensive linemen in the league last year. Riley Reef is kind of an underrated commodity right now. Mm-hmm. Him getting seven and a half is is actually an underpayment for what he's about it worth. He was about to make eleven point seven in. Min- oh, actually, he's about to make thirteen in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I I feel like um where he should assign is somewhere in between he, what he what his numbers look like in, in in Minnesota before the restructure. Right. And what he is at now, so we're on that ten mark is kind of what I was.
0: Yeah. And, and for that, but you know, right now with the dropping salary cap, players are taking a little bit of a discount. Mm-hmm. They're going to take a little bit of a hit. But a one-year, seven-and-a-half deal, it's a prove-it deal. And, and the Bengals, they, they get some blindside help for uh, a rookie quarterback who got, or now a, a second-year quarterback, who got destroyed in Joe Burrow last season. So there's that. Uh, they also go out and sign uh, defensive end Trey Henderson. Four years, $60 million deal. This is an overpayment to me. I like Hendrickson. The problem I have with it is we're basing it on one year. He got hot last season. I get it, but this is an overpayment for a young guy who I don't know that he's going to stay hot in that change of scenery. We don't know that he is a um, that he's the type of player that that that's going to be great in another system outside of the New Orleans system. So I don't know that I buy the Trey Hendrickson deal, but uh, four years, sixty million. I think it's a big overpayment. He gets thirty-two in the first two years of that too. Uh, one a re-signing that I liked, or or a signing that I liked was Larry Ogunjobi. I think that's a smart move. He signs a one-year deal, and and I'm assuming it's going to be around the same amount that Riley Reef asked for, seven and a half. More but, than likely, but I do like the Larry Ogunjobi move. Um, this one here, it was kind of an interesting one, and I think he's a good number two corner. I don't know that he's a number one. Chidobe Awuzie. He signs a uh, three-year, 21 and, uh, $21.75 million deal that includes $9.25 million in year one. He can earn a $250K signing bonus every year for making the Pro Bowl. Um, the max value of the contract is twenty-two and a half. So, Chidobe Awuze, I, I, I don't know. Eh, I mean, he's, he's not a number one. Under any circumstances, no. he's not a number one. But in Dallas, he was a good number two. He was. He sat behind Byron Jones. I like him as a number two. I, I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. You make him a number two. I'm good. But yeah, you can't. You can't keep him as a number one. Um, they uh, re-signed Tony Brown. Okay, whatever. He's a number three. But the the other one they did, and, and I think this one's a little bit of an overpayment too. They signed a four-year deal worth 24 million, million in guarantees with Mike Hilton of the for, of the former this Pittsburgh. This is overpayment. Dealer. Overpayment. Um, I think Mike Hilton is a good corner. I don't think he's a great corner. I, I think he's he's. Eh, I, I don't think he's a great corner. He's a good corner, but I don't think he's great. And and Hilton played decent in Pittsburgh. I don't even think he was the number one over there, was he? Mm-hmm. I don't think he was. So I mean, I eight eight million a year. Six, it was $6 million, but it could be up to $8 million in the first year. I don't know. I, I just think it's an overpayment for him. They re-signed uh, safety Brandon Wilson to a two-year extension. I'm cool with that. And then their long sna- snapper, Clark Harris, which, great. Cincinnati, we knew for a while, needed some kicking help, and they finally got uh, a good long snapper over there. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland Browns, Rashard Higgins, he agrees to a one-year deal. Cleveland made a lot of moves that were bringing in, bringing back guys. And then also, they, they didn't make a ton of like huge signings. It was fortifying. If you look at what they did, Rashard Higgins agrees to a one-year deal. Rashard Higgins coming back. JoJo Natson, eh, whatever. He's probably a number four receiver on the, on the depth chart. Greg Senat agrees to terms on the contract. He's an offensive tackle. He's a backup. Um, but then on the defensive side of the ball, they, they made a couple of good ones. Tack McKinley, one-year deal, $4 million. Tack McKinley is like a seven to $8 million player that they're paying $4 million on. No, that was play. their best one. I, I, like, I couldn't believe that he signed for $4 mil. For that low. Uh, we don't know the details of the next one, but Malik Jackson, the defensive tackle, he signs a one-year deal. I like Malik Jackson, too. I thought this was a smart signing in the grand scheme of things. Solid. Malik Jackson, rocket and rolling. Um, Malcolm Smith he resigns with the Browns. Uh, that was uh, just fortifying that defense. Anthony Walker signs a contract with the Browns as a linebacker. He's a backup. Troy Hill signs a four-year, twenty-four million dollar deal with the Browns. It's a, a, a decent corner. He's not a great corner. I thought this was a bit of an overpayment. He's probably going to be like a number two. This was their best signing right here. John Johnson three years, thirty-three, seven-five. He deserves every penny yeah, of that. That's John
1: Johnson the third, right? The one from Rams? Yep, from
0: the Rams. That's he, an underpayment. He deserves every penny of oh, this yeah. I Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought he should have been more three-year 42. He's one of the best safeties in the game. Yes. I loved everything. And he's the reason. This is the same guy that, that basically got the Rams to the Super Bowl with that, that key interception. And and I, I was just uh, against the Saints. Mm-hmm. It, it, this, he's a great safety. Rams lose a key cog there. And last but not least, Cody Parkey, he re-signs on a one-year deal. Park, and he's been okay. He's been good for the Browns
1: Since his... Uh,
0: since the double doing Since the double doink, he's, he's he's been serviceable. Yeah. And then uh, moving on to the bane of your existence, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not anymore. Well, they were. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod re- agrees to a one-year deal. That's a good receiver choice there. He'll, he's a good number three, and it's a one-year deal. They want him to prove some more. He's, he's still got tread on the tires. I like Ray Ray McLeod. It's a good signing. The one that just came out this past weekend was Juju Smith-Schuster. He takes a one-year deal worth $8 million. The deal includes $7 million signing bonus and $1 million base salary. It's got four voidable years, meaning that they can take that, even after this contract ends, they can take that $7 million signing bonus and they can span it four years and just take like a little $1.3 or $1.5 million cap hit after he's gone.
1: I think the issue here is I think we're just more surprised he stayed given all the drama that started, like all of a sudden we're here, he's doing one more year. I think he's just going to kind of hold out and
0: just do, do one more year with Ben and then go sign somewhere else. Big. Not only was it just I'm surprised that he stayed, but I'm surprised he stayed for the amount. Juju Smith-Schuster's a high-end receiver, mm-hmm. and he's young. He's still got a lot of time, a lot of time to play in this league. He's a number one guy anywhere he goes, just about anywhere. If you take Juju Smith-Schuster and you send him to Baltimore, he's a number one. For sure. Sure. You you send him to, to New York, he's a number one. You you send it anywhere, he becomes the number one. So we're we're talking about Juju Smith Schuster getting paid eight million dollars on a one year deal, and you had Baltimore, and and it's not like teams were offering him it's not like they were throwing the twenty mil at him here. Okay. These teams were giving him eight million dollars and then they were saying, Look, I'll give you four million in incentives, I'll give you three million in incentives. Juju Smith Schuster means a twenty million dollar receiver but the fact that he took the lesser money to go to pittsburgh clearly shows that he's got a chip on his shoulder. If I was him, I would have taken the one year one year deal in baltimore, It was what 9 and 4. See, I I think what it, for me what it comes down to is uh
1: everything he was offered is one year deal. I think he'd he I think he probably felt like he can he can do more on a one year deal on a team he's already familiar with. Right. Instead of starting fresh for one
0: season. Sometimes the change of scenery and and Smith Schuster knows himself more than we will, obviously. Mm-hmm. But but sometimes the change of scenery is good for these wide receivers. I think uh, Juju, if he if he were to swing over to Baltimore, and I mean I think he instantly becomes the number one over there. I think he out, sure. I think he outduels Hollywood Brown easily. But I I also think that that if he goes to Baltimore, he turns out to be the number one, and he's going to wind up getting that big money deal that that he wants because he's been making diddly shit for the mm-hmm. last several years on a rookie contract and he's still super young yep cuz he came out he came out during his sophomore year he's 23 right now mm-hmm. so i mean i i like i said i just i think this guy he is a, a top-notch wideout and i think this guy he should have taken the deal with Baltimore i think it it would allow Baltimore to it if he made lamar look better at the, in in the passing game then Juju winds up with big money. Juju winds up with with 20, 100%. And now he's going to go back to Pittsburgh. He's going to go and and hope that he can make Big Ben look well after having a bad time last year with Big Ben and granted he was hurt at some points so or whatever the case, but let's be clear, Juju did not look good last year with Big Ben at the helm. He didn't look good. He he didn't look bad.
1: He just they were using him in more of the line of scrimmage and he still he still I think he still had more catches than he
0: had to top his career i i think he's yeah and you were making mention of this to me uh was it last week the guy was getting you know eight catches in a game but he was getting like 25 yards you know they were using him in a lot of slot situations that's not exactly on him yeah and that's not on him you're right but juju i mean he didn't he didn't have he didn't play like juju smith schuster If you did bad, it's kind of like the definition of insanity, I guess you could say. It's doing the same thing and hoping for a different result. And I think he's, he's, I think there's a a little, I think he's too optimistic going back to Pittsburgh. he had 97 catches. Right. I think he's too optimistic going back to Pittsburgh. You know, you expect results. I don't think that that he's given, he's gotten the results over there. His
1: longest catch was 31 yards.
0: Right. So, I mean, and that's not Smith-Schuster-like. I just... I I just don't understand the
1: mindset of putting Smith and Schuster in that scenario. Like why why you know he's your he's your spread the field guy. Why are you using him?
0: I think he got put in that situation because Big Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have the arm anymore. I think after that that Tommy John so, surgery. So he wanted
1: someone. He wanted his trusted receiver close by.
0: Yep. I think I think a lot of it had to do with that Tommy John surgery. Expecting a different result in this situation. From, from Smith-Schuster on the Pittsburgh side of things and on Smith-Schuster's side of things, is it's just silly at this point. Go to a team and a guy that's got a proven arm. You know, I mean, I, I, I know, and it, a lot of it doesn't have to do with Lamar over in Baltimore as much as it does a lack of weaponry in Baltimore. Over, that that know, too. Throwing the football. If you get Smith-Schuster on the field, I think you're talking about Lamar Jackson in, in Josh Allen territory at that point. So you get Smith Schuster with Lamar, I, it's a different story. But instead, he's going to wind up in in Pittsburgh with the guy that can't throw anymore. That's got the bad the bad elbow, and and we're supposed to be like, hey, he's going to be great. No, he's not going to be great. Smith Schuster's going to fall apart. Um, offensive tackle Zach Banner, he resigns with uh, the Steelers. Two years, nine point five. It's a good deal. Offensive tackle, he's always been a solid offensive tackle. Here's it, here it is. They're underpaying for the guy. This is a good deal. Um, they signed uh, offensive lineman B.J. Finney. I was surprised Finney was available. Um, one-year deal. That's a good signing. Offensive lineman Joe Haig. One-year deal. That's a great signing. Um, one thing, there's, there's one I, I think was a little overrated. Corner Cameron Sutton. Signed a two-year, $9 million deal with the Steelers. Overrated as a corner. Yeah, nah. He's yeah. not going to be able to fill. I, I I don't think Mike Hilton's that great, but I think Sutton is... Not as good as Hilton. I would um, agree. And then last but not least, you get safety Miles Killebrew. He signs a one-year deal. That I mean, a lot of one-year deals, a lot of trying to get over the hump here for the Steelers. I think they're in for a rude awakening. This team is not going to be 11-0. Their, their schedule is now gone from the weakest schedule to the most difficult schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in for a rude awakening here.
1: But before we move on here, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll, we'll continue on on the, on the AFC um free agency frenzy and we'll be right here right, right right back right here on the outside blitz
0: at it's your time massage you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors but in a more intimate and personal setting with four years experience massage therapist and owner amanda yata's goal is to help people in a natural way offering swedish deep tissue pregnancy aromatherapy and sports massages you will feel better and have more energy in just one hour It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no. Get ready. And welcome back to the outside Blitz I'm your host, Tyronine. Now. Coming back from break, we're going into the AFC South here. We're going to be jumping into the NFC next week, just so you guys know. I didn't want anybody to get confused there. But we're going to be jumping in next week. We'll record. We're going to do the NFC, the uh, signing stuff for them, all the free agency frenzy. You might get some more news. We'll still give you the news of the, the AFC signings, though. If there'll, yeah, any.
1: there'll be some stragglers.
0: There'll be more, but we'll we'll get into those eventually. But we're going to wind up talking about the A, the NFC next week. Um, but moving moving on into the AFC South, Indianapolis Colts, quiet in free agency. Yeah, and me and you are mad about our teams being quiet. I know. Three signings for the Colts, probably the, the most quiet team in the NFL right now. But three I like. I'm okay with the three of these. Uh, here's one. So we'll, we'll start with the big one. The biggest one is Carson Wentz. He acquired he's acquired in a trade with the Eagles. They get a they give him a 2021 third round pick. It becomes a conditional second rounder. I thought it was a smart move. I think Wentz is still he's still a high end quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think people don't give him enough credit. I think people are they were so busy just shitting on this guy in Philadelphia for no good reason. It wasn't his fault that they were having the problems that they were having over there. I think a lot of it had to do with the system. I think they have, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they had a lack of receivers on that team. When Travis Fulgham, by the way, is your number one, I have a problem there. And then, I don't care what anyone says.
1: Foles didn't win that Super Bowl. Wentz got you there.
0: Yep. Wentz got you to the show. If Carson Wentz was in that game, Carson they Wentz They wouldn't even win our division. Yeah. Because they're the number one seed. Yep. They wouldn't even win our division
1: if Foles is the correct from the get-go. Well, Foles is good when he when he, when he needs to be in small
0: doses. They're like 13-0 and when he went down. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a monster. And then they make two re-signings. Marlon Mack, which I thought was smart. They get him on a 1-year, 2 million dollar deal. He's coming off an injury. I think I think Jonathan Taylor has taken over the lead back role there.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for Mack, but I think Mack is a great number 2 there. There, yeah. But I think Marlon Mack, he could be a number one as long as oh, he's healthy. for sure. I'm think I kind of surprised he's, he chose to stay. Yep. But I think Mack and Taylor could make a very nasty combination. If anything, what I believe this does is I
0: think it's going to damage his stock. I really do. Sitting, and you can against, see that in the re-signing, only being two mil. Yeah, I think this is going to damage his stock. He's going to get only paid two mil. He's going to be a backup. And then he's going to sit behind Jonathan Taylor. I mean, really, Jonathan Taylor's the guy over there. Let's be real. Jonathan Taylor is the guy. And and <clears throat> I I think Marlon Mack, he's going to wind up being the number two. A lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be like this two-headed monster. No, 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 no. Jonathan Taylor's the guy. And then you got the corner, Xavier Rhodes. He had he was, at one point, the best corner in the league last year. He was resigning on a one-year deal. We're six and a half. Um, he likes being on this defense. He he does. He says that it, it requires a lot less of the corners over there in, in Indy. So, I mean, I think it's... It's a smart signing for Rhodes, and I think when the salary cap goes back up and teams are going to be looking for corners, Rhodes is going to have a huge market if he's not re-signing with the Colts. Yeah, how
1: how old is Rhodes now?
0: Rhodes is he's thirty now. So so he, he I mean, he's not going to get that
1: top top of the line right. contract anymore, but he's 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 still a a veteran you want on your on your
0: side. Right. He he declined in his last year with Minnesota, came out and did really well with Indy. I think he's a high end corner. I like Xavier Rhodes. This was a smart re-signing. It's smart on Rhodes' end. He'll be be 31 by the time the season starts. Yep. It's smart on Rhodes' end. It's smart on Indianapolis' end to maintain him. Great move by the Colts. I dig it. Um, Next up, you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They get uh, Carlos Hyde on a two-year, $6 million deal. That's only three a year for Carlos Hyde. I'm cool with that. As long as Hyde is healthy, he's a good runner. Mm -hmm. And and he he actually played pretty well for Seattle. I like Carlos Hyde. He's... He's gotten a bad rap over the last couple of years because there have been some hit or miss seasons. But when Har- Carlos Hyde is on, Carlos Hyde is on, and,
1: and he'll be a good complement to, uh, uh, what's his name, Robinson.
0: Yep, yep. He'll be. He'll, oh yeah, for, to James Robinson over there, he's gonna be. He's gonna be a good backup. I think this is a smart move. This is brilliant, and he's really good as a change of pace guy too. So I I, I do like the signing because
1: he broke a thousand for Houston
0: nineteen. I mean, he, yep. Uh, Hyde can still play. He can still play. Um, next up, you got two wide receiver signings. You got Jamal Agnew. He agrees to a three-year deal up to twenty-one million. This is a huge overpayment for Jamal Agnew. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Dorsett into the
1: mix here too. Like Jacksonville continue to do what Jacksonville does in signing middle-of-the-road receivers and
0: expecting too much out of them. Right, but they did go out and they signed Marvin Jones, which I thought was a good which signing. has proven he can be a one. Yep, and look at the price. One, it's short-term, one year, seven mm-hmm. million dollars. This is smart. Marvin Jones is a good receiver. He, he's proven he can be a number one. Do I think Marvin Jones? So Marvin Jones played really well in Detroit. He he really he did, did really well before that in Cincinnati. Before that in Cincinnati, I mean, I I think it, it showed that he was a number two. He he was clearly a number two, but he showed he can be a number one in Detroit. Was he better than Galladay? No, but he still had those flashes of of big games and. He, he can stretch the field. I like Marvin Jones. He's got speed. He's got size. He is like a prototypical receiver that you'd expect to be a number one. He's going
1: to be a very trusted source for what's going to be a very young quarterback coming in. Yep. And in Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence.
0: Yep. And that's, that's what it's going to wind up being. I like the Philip Dorsett signing though. Dorsett was a guy in, in, uh, uh, New England that didn't get enough credit over there for what he was capable of. He's very capable that's the thing, and he was always like, oh, they're going to make him a number three. Dorsett, to me, I, if if he was given the right situation and the right system, he could be a number two, possibly even a number one. He's still young, still got a lot of time. I like Dorsett. I don't think he was utilized properly in New England. Um, I don't know what the deal is with with Jacksonville and what he's going to receive, but Philip Dorsett, he was underutilized in New, New England. I remember they were using him as a number three, number four receiver, and not giving it enough love, but in this
1: case, he's gonna he's gonna be the three because you're because because the the one and two is gonna be taken by
0: by Jones and and Chark. Yeah, I think Shark is number one still. I think yeah, he, he, he probably he, will be. Yep, and you're gonna see Jones is number two. So it depends on I have yet to see who they're gonna put in the slot, whether it's Agnew or Dorsett. I think they overpaid I, Agnew. I think it'll be Dorsett in the long run. Yeah. Now they they made some moves as far as their their offensive line too. They they went and got Cam Robinson. I like this move they 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 tagged him. He accepted the tag. This is that that old saying of, of yours Tyler, if you're going to get the Lamborghini, put it in the garage, right? And they did. That's what they're doing. They they're putting it in the garage. Tyler Shatley, he he, he hasn't uh, they they signed the offensive guard Tyler Shatley, but they they haven't, uh, you know, disclosed the uh, terms of the it's contract. It's probably nothing massive. No, but he's still a good guard. And yep. I, I think that's a smart thing fortifying that line. And then they went out and they said, we're going to fix this defense because their defense was bad last year. Um, they go out and get Dwayne Smoot. He's resigning a, a two-year deal, $14 million. Smart move. Tyson Alu-Alu, uh, he agrees to a two-year deal, $6 million. So now we're spending $10 million on two defensive ends, which is actually really good. Jihad Ward, he agrees to a one-year, $2.5 million deal with $2 million guaranteed. So now we're talking 12-and-a-half. And And this was a nice signing right here that I liked as a trade, really. Malcolm Brown, the defensive tackle from the New Orleans Saints, he's a high-end defensive tackle. Yes, he is. And I like this trade. Getting that that run stuffer up the middle, and then they went and got Roy Robertson-Harris. He agrees to a three-year, $24.4 million contract that includes 14 in guarantees. Your defensive tackles are fortified there. Yes, Love that. They go out and they re-sign Sidney Jones, who's a decent number two corner, but then they go but out. But now he doesn't have to be anymore. He doesn't have to be. Well, their number one is going to be Shaq Griffin signing that three-year, $44.5 million kind deal. Kind of an underpayment. It, You know, 29 in guarantees, three-year, dollars so you're talking, what, 16 I mean, that's, I like this deal. I like it a lot. I think Shaq Griffin is a great player. He's a great corner. He was a Pro Bowl corner. Um, I'm jealous because the Vikings were looking at Shaq Griffin and he jumped to the Jags pretty quickly. He's gonna he's gonna fix this problem. He's and him and, and the other signing I really liked was Rashawn Jenkins four years, thirty five million, sixteen in guarantees. Yeah, that was a good one. That too. was a good signing too. So now they've got this this pretty freaking solid on paper anyway. This solid secondary. Shaq Griffin is a shutdown corner. So and he, he's a he's a top guy. He's what twenty eight. I I like this signing. I, I thought him. And then they picked up Rudy Ford as a safety too. Two years, four point two. They got a decent safety there on a discount.
1: And he'll probably he'll probably serve more as kind of hybrid, just kind of coming
0: in as needed. He won't be the starter, but right. he'll come in as needed. Yep. So I mean, you the the Jags have made some solid moves. Some of them are are like eh, but other ones are like ooh. So I mean, they they're kind of in the middle there as far as what they did. I mean, if I'm giving this a grade, I'm giving it like maybe a C plus here. Um, I, I like that that spot for them. I just they they made some good solid moves and they know they're getting Trevor Lawrence number one overall and they're gonna be hoping to build their franchise around that young, solid, strong quarterback. So good for the Jags. So what do you do with Gardner Minshew? You back him up with with Trevor Lawrence. That's what it's gonna wind up being. Or you trade the guy. Find a trade partner. But I think Gardner Minshew is, is a low-end starter, high-end backup. I think he's just a backup. I mean, he, and, and what, the reason I say low-end starter is because he has started in this league effectively. You know, uh, uh, the starter originally was Foles, and then he got traded all over the place. And, I mean, it was a big mess. But to me, Gardner Minshew is, I, I I think he's he was better than Foles. If you're talking, I mean, Dwayne Haskins was starting. Okay, you're talking about Dwayne Haskins was starting at one point, and Gardner Minshew is better than Dwayne Haskins. No, for sure. So that that's kind of what I'm getting at there. Here's a team that made a lot of moves that really just didn't make a lot of sense, and they made a lot of moves that that I'm not crazy about. I mean, we're talking a lot of moves. Like like the the Texans and the Patriots this year, we just went nuts. And and I we'll we'll go over this real quick here. So. Ryan Finley, they just traded for Ryan Finley in a, in a trade with the Bengals. It was a late round pick swap yeah, it's, too. It's the Bengals just getting rid of a guy they
1: plan on releasing. Right. no one really got rid of much. And they, and they
0: got they got something for it. You know, it was a late late round pick swap. I mean, it's whatever. Quarterback Tyrod Taylor, he signs a one year five point five million dollar deal with them. I think this is a smart signing given the current situation mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, between lawsuits and, and him not wanting to play in Houston anymore. I think they're banking on Tyrod Taylor to be the starter coming into this season, and uh, that's what you're going to see. Um, this next one I, I thought was a really good deal. One-year deal for Mark Ingram. It's $3 million. It includes a $500,000 signing bonus. He'll have a $1.5 million base salary and then 500000 in per-game roster bonuses and $500,000 in incentives uh, tied to his total yards. So, Mark Ingram, I think he it, he's and he's got competition there too because they signed Philip Lindsay to a one year deal. They still have David Johnson, and they still have David Johnson. I think both these guys beat out David Johnson. I think David Johnson in-
1: Ingram won't. Ingram's starting to slow down. He was very good in Baltimore. Um, the three million, but it's worth up to three million. Okay, it's it's, it's a okay. good deal. Um, he's starting to slow, and that's kind of he kind of he kind of lost in favor to to Gus Edwards and that from being that bruiser back. Stands mm-hmm. He's he's getting older, I think it's starting to wear on him. I, I I think it's possible Mark Ingram
0: doesn't make this team. I don't I don't think that's the case. I think both these guys beat out David Johnson. I see David Johnson as that is not the same David Johnson that we saw in Arizona. David Johnson has slowed down. David Johnson did not play well last year. I don't think David Johnson broke a thousand last year. I think David Johnson is beat up. He's broken down. He was overused in Arizona. And then he wasn't a good fit in Houston. He did have his best yards per carry of his career. And I, I, like I said, I just don't think David Johnson. I mean, best yards per carry, but did David Johnson really, really knock it home? No, but he played
1: well when he when he, when he was healthy. I just I don't buy him. I
0: can't. I think but Phil, I think Philip I, Lindsay
1: obviously easily beats enough of that. Role. I think I think Philip Lindsay is the but best I, running I, back on that squad. I can't see Mark Ingram beating David Johnson.
0: I I can't. I think I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he didn't play well last year in Baltimore, that, you, that you, makes you feel that way. And,
1: no, like I said, he played very well in the, in the two seasons prior. I, I just I just see a guy who's slowing down and 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 and, lo- and lost in favor to, of two young running backs, and I I I, I think he continues to slow because when we talk about the age of running backs, most once they hit that thirty threshold begin to hit that decline, and I think
0: Ingram's in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they go and they sign three receivers. Andre Roberts, two-year deal, 5.95. It's not an overpayment, but he's a backup. Same yeah. with Alex Erickson. One-year deal, he's a backup. Now, this is the one I liked. Wide receiver Dante Moncrief signs a one-year deal, the former Colt. Uh, I liked this move. I thought this was smart. I um, think Moncrief becomes a two there. I think Andre Roberts is a good three. Who's going to be
1: the number one there,
0: though, It's the question of the day? It's
1: uh, the guy they signed to replace. uh, I can't think of his name. Brandon Cooks, Cooks. See, and that's the thing. Cooks played
0: so bad last year, but he's still the one there. He was awful. He was. He wasn't. He was not good. He. W- he was really bad. Uh, I. I don't. I don't know that he becomes a number one. Uh, I think. It, I think Moncrief could be a number one. I don't. I don't think. I, I mean, honestly, I. If you look at the, thing, I, he broke a thousand. Cooks did. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Six touchdowns. Did so, he really break a thousand? I mean, I take that back. I'm amazed by that. It was probably late. I only fifteen games. It was probably late in the season then. Oh, probably, but because so, uh, so I, I kind of through, take that back. Through the first eight, he was terrible. I know because I had him on fantasy.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I think I ended up dropping him. From yeah, I at did. One point. I dropped
0: him. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't buy Cooks. Um, tight end Farrell Brown he resigns on a one year, two point two million dollar deal. Ryan Izzo is acquired in a trade with the Patriots in exchange for a 2022 7th round pick. These are two backup tight ends. Uh, I mean, they, they need tight end help over there. They haven't had a, a high-end tight end there for a minute. They need to get a high-end tight end. Um, these are these right here are the moves I kind of like, though. Marcus Cannon, he's acquired in a trade with the Patriots. I like that as an offensive tackle. Marcus Cannon is a good player. Offensive guard, Justin McRae. signs a two-year, $4 million deal that's worth up to five point five with incentives. McRae is a good offensive guard. They get an offensive lineman in Justin Britt, the former Seahawk. He signs a one-year $3.2 million deal. So they're fortifying that line for that quarterback. And then we start talking about the defensive moves. Shaq Lawson. So we we, we already talked about Shaq Lawson. Like I said, I think Shaq Lawson has declined a little bit. Maybe he'll come back, but they're trying to replace J.J. Watt there. And I don't know that he's the guy to do it, but... Shaq Lawson, and and then they go out and they pick up Derek Rivers. He agrees on a one year, one point three million dollar deal. So they got their DNs. Um, Rivers is okay. Yeah, Malik. But you Collins. didn't pay much for him. You didn't pay much. Yeah, Malik Collins signs a one year, six million dollar deal. Um, Malik Collins is solid, and that's a good, solid amount to be paying a former Eagle. I like Malik Collins. Um, they go out and get Kamu Grugier-Hill. He signs a one year deal up to three point two five. That's on a discount. They get Jordan Jenkins to sign a two year, $6 million deal. It's worth up to eight with the incentives. Um, Here's one that I think is a little underrated Christian Kirksey signs a one year deal worth 4.5 as a linebacker. They're they're basically rebuilding their defense here. They had to rebuild their defense in free agency like nonstop. They lost a lot of guys to free agency. Um, And if you look at their corner situation, this is cool. Terrence Mitchell, the former Brown, he signs a two year deal up to seven and a half. Then they go out and pick up Vernon Hargraves, the former Buccaneer. He re-signed on a one-year deal. Um, he was he was a one-year guy last year. Desmond King. This was an underrated signing, and not only that, they're underpaying the guy. By so, a lot. By a lot. Desmond they're, King's one of the best corners in the league. Desmond King, one year, $3.5 I know he was hurt last year, but Desmond... King, should have dropped that money that much. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a big drop. Desmond King only making three and a half. He got released by the Chargers. Uh, I mean... King's a good player. He's a good corner. And then they, they go out and pick up Tavier Thomas. He signs a two-year deal with them. Um, and another one I liked was Terrence Brooks as a safety. Brooks is a good safety. One year, $2 million. They're getting a lot of good players on a discount here, and I think that's going to start making their defense a little more competitive. They're going to have the ability to go out and pick up high-end free agents down the line here. And a lot of these are one-year deals, so they're not really taking very big risks by signing And not these a lot guys. of major commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, next up, you got the Tennessee Titans. They go out and they uh, they get Anthony Ferkser. He agrees to terms on a one-year deal. Tight end Jeff Swaim re-signs with them, $2.5 million. Swaim is a good tight end. Ferkser is a decent tight end. Ferkser was playing with Houston last year. They're both, I mean, it's they're not incredible, but Swaim has been good for the Titans, for the former Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he's, he's been okay. He's been okay. He hasn't been great, but he's been okay for them. Um. Offensive tackle, Kendall Lamb. He agrees to a two year deal up to eight and a half. I like this signing. Uh Kendall Graham is or, or Kendall Lamb, rather, good player. Ty Sembra He re-signs on a contract. I don't he's a backup really. The big one, de- defensive end, Danico Autry. Three years, um, twenty one point five, nine million guaranteed. He's gonna earn fourteen point two five over the first two years. It's very front loaded. I like Danico Autry. I think this is a smart move for this defense. Um, The Titans' defense from being in the playoffs and eliminating the Ravens to the following year, their defense sunk. They -hmm. went from a number nine, and then they went down to the 20s. They need to find big-name players. I feel like at some points they did, and I feel like at other points they overpaid. Uh, <clears throat> and still
1: got a good player, just paid too much.
0: Yeah. The... Uh, linebacker J.M. Brown, we'll start there. He agrees on a one-year deal, 5.25. That's a good signing. But then we go to Bud Dupree. And this is the pro- the one I have an issue with. Five years, $85 million, 35 guaranteed. Bud Dupree has declined heavily. And you're signing him for that amount of money
1: I don't know. I would have been okay with five. Well, no, he's getting older. So I would have been. I, I would have been okay with if you're gonna do five. I was thinking more five year seventy. Uh, I
0: can I don't know that I can. even I just. I'm not sold on Bud Dupree right now. I just can't be. No, he's a good player. Just you paid way too much for him. Yeah, I. They, you know, it's a massive overpayment for a guy who's declined. I. I just can't do it. I do like they signed Janoris Jenkins, the corner. It's a um, replacement
1: for Dory Jackson. Yeah,
0: multi-year deal. Kevin and Janoris Jenkins—he's older, he's in his 30s, but he's still playing at a decent level. He's basically become a, like a, uh, oh god, I forgot his name—the cat from the Giants. Oh, he's a big name. He was a big name for a minute, but uh, Kevin Johnson, another one, signing a one-year deal. Uh, Rogers Cromartie, Dominic Rogers Cromartie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, kind of how Janoris Jenkins has become, and uh, Kevin Johnson signs a one-year deal. Two decent corners. It's a smart move. They're trying to replace Adore Jackson. I get it. They also went and signed, uh, and that was breaking news today. Uh, Titans signed Josh Reynolds, and we were talking about that. He's a good number three with the the, the Rams, it, but he could be a two. I, I want to see. how he could I two. I agree with that. He, he, could he be will a be the replacement for Corey Davis, and then they're going to try and make him the court replacement. Whether or not he's going to be successful in that endeavor, well, as yet to be seen. But that's kind of what I think they're banking on. Uh and, and Josh Reynolds, he did have some decent numbers over there with the Rams. He's a good red zone threat. He's a good slot guy. He's fast. He's young. It's a good move. This is a smart move. Um so now we're going over to the AFC West. This will be the the last division of, of today. Um the Broncos is where we're gonna start. They signed running back Mike Boone, two years, two point six guaranteed, including a one point six million dollar signing bonus. Mike Boone was a number three running back for the Vikings. I know that, that the Broncos, they like a, a good power run type of attack. Mike Boone is not going to give you that power run type of attack. He's been good in certain spots, but you're
1: also not overpaying for him either. you just giving no. Him, it's 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 not a bad contract because I don't see it being. I I don't see us talking about it in six months from now being no. something big.
0: It's it's not going to be anything to write home about defensive tackle Shelby Harris. He's resigns he on a three-year deal worth $27 twenty-seven million, fifteen guaranteed. I thought this was kind of an overpayment too. Mm-hmm. I Shelby Harris is okay. Um, he he's never been anything to write home about uh, as a defensive tackle. Um, but they did make some really good moves in Your their next secondary. The next three to me are all good. Yep. Uh, Ronald Darby, three years, thirty million dollars, nineteen point five guaranteed. Ronald Darby's a high end corner mm-hmm. and they're paying him ten a year. I'm not mad at that. And then he also doesn't
1: need to be the number one.
0: Yep, because Kyle Fuller gets signed to a one year nine point five. Cheap so deal. so look at these, these guys are younger than Patrick Peterson. Vikings paid ten for Patrick Peterson. For Darby and Kyle Fuller, they're paying ten and nine point five. These guys are younger. Um, I think Peterson is better than the two of them, but I think they're both still very high end corners, and they're paying a pretty same level. Patrick Peterson's
1: um, probably still better as yep. long as he continues. To, uh, uh, he had a rough year last year. But I'm it was a rough year. Um, I, I expect him to turn turn it around. It. I don't expect him to be Patrick Peterson of old. No, to who he was. I mean, that's that's it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, I think Kyle Fuller is the better signing in the sense that you have more of a longevity with him. Yes, but uh, there's nothing wrong with Patrick Peterson either, though.
0: No, and and is Dar- still 28. Yep, and Darby is still is still a very good player. And then they go and they they re-sign with it. so Justin Simmons gets the tag just so they can. They can continue negotiating with him, and then they get him signed on a four-year, sixty-one million dollar deal. It includes thirty-five in incentives. So the tag Which is, is the right move. It's the right because move because he's arguably the best safety in football. No, if it's not one of. He's one of Simmons. The problem I have with Simmons is his coverage. I don't think his coverage is as good as everybody believes. He's more of a run support, tackling kind of safety.
1: Like, he's not like a Jamal Adams,
0: right? But but as far as his run support and tackling and, and uh, open field tackling, he's a solid safety. Yes, you, you gotta like it. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs tight end Blake Bell. He's signing a free agent deal with the Chiefs. I eh, Okay, whatever. But then they go out and so they they released their offensive tackles. They, they got rid of Schwartz, Mitchell Schwartz, and then they went and got rid of Eric Fisher. Um, to go and try and fix this offensive line situation, they go out and they pick up Kyle Long. He signs a one-year deal, 1.5. He's coming out of retirement. So it could be worth up to $5 million with incentives. So they're getting a guy coming out of retirement on a deal um, the big one was Joe Tunney. He signs a five-year contract worth eighty million dollars. Includes thirty-two and a half fully guaranteed at signing. Um, third year of the contract is only guaranteed uh, for injury. However, it converts to full in twenty twenty-two, which brings the practical guarantee at signing to forty-eight million. Joe Tunney's a great offensive He's guard. Very
1: good. Um, it is the right. It, it was the right move. I think. Yep.
0: They, I think they got rid of too many.
1: They shouldn't have gotten rid of Fisher. I don't, I don't like no, that one.
0: No, they but should have.
1: But he was a major cat pit, too, though,
0: so I, I understand it. Right. And I could see them bringing him back in. And then they go out and they pick up. And this one I didn't like, it's, it's especially because of the price and because of who it is. I know this guy. That's the thing. And he was in Minnesota, and he was trash. Mike Remmers. He resigns on a one-year contract with a max value of $7 million, including three and, a half, and they're expecting him to start. Mike Remmers is not a starter. He's not a good offensive tackle. He's bad. <clears throat> the The expectation of him to start, I don't buy it. Um, this This will not fortify your line. You're going to have Patrick Mahomes running off the edge all the time. Um, but then one guy that they did get, uh, they did keep, and it's Taco Charlton. He resigns on a one year deal. Taco Charlton's a good player, good defensive end. I, I I like this deal. I think this is smart on the end of the Chiefs, fortifying that defense and making it worth something.
1: And who else was busy and, and not a lot of ways I like and that seems to be the, uh, the Raiders. Raiders way yeah um Kenyon Drake you know, signed on a two-year deal 11 mil which the value is not bad I mean he's a good he's a
0: good running back he's he's a high, you know he played well in Arizona he played well enough to to garner that type of deal um, barring the injuries if he can stay healthy he's worth every penny of this deal
1: but the question is is he's not going to be the starter. And I know Josh Jacobs had had a bit of a rough year. Yeah. But it's still Josh Jacobs' team.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm,
1: I'm going to stand by that.
0: That's Josh Jacobs' team. The, the The thing is, is Jacobs also has problems staying healthy. <laughs> and I, I know that because I had him in fantasy last year, and I knew he was hurt quite a bit.
1: And he did break a 1,000, and he had 12 yep.
0: touchdowns. It was his best season. Yeah
1: but his average dipped a lot.
0: Yeah, and we we saw this similar type of thing. You remember Latavius Murray was over here a few years back and, and with the Raiders and everybody was talking about Latavius Murray. It's one of those things where Latavius was running the ball 30 times a game and and of course he was going to break a thousand and he barely broke a thousand running the ball 30 times a game. I think Josh Jacobs right now is is a little banged up. He's a little tired. Having support will be nice, and that's and what he needs.
1: That's what, and that's where Drake comes in. Kenyon
0: Drake and Theo Riddick. They signed Theo so, Riddick on a one point one. Because
1: that that's a great that's a great price for him oh, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Riddick's going to be more your your uh, change of pace receiving back, mm-hmm. and that's right where he
0: needs to be. That's where he needed to be, and and that's where he was in Detroit. You know, and right. uh, I, I like Theo Riddick. I think people didn't give him enough credit. Now, this signing, <clears throat> I like this signing. I don't, and I figured you didn't because they already have a vertical guy. But they're they're running
1: into the problem. So we're talking about John Brown. Yep. You're running into the problem having two speedsters. You, you you need to have someone
0: that's going to be a chain mover, and they don't have that. Right. John Brown signs a one year three seven five deal. It's worth up to five point five. I think for the price, it's good. But they're they're looking for a speedster, and I think that's what what they they have they one. They have one. That you're right. They have one. Um. And if I, they expect Zay Jones to come out and be that guy, because they they signed Zay Jones.
1: He's I don't know that. that guy.
0: I don't know that he's he's even a number two in these situations.
1: They're they're going to have two. They're going to have two vertical threats and and a, uh, and a and a slot guy, basically. And you don't you don't have your chain moving guy.
0: Yeah. So so they need but to who, get who's their tight end? Yeah. I, I mean, well, they signed Derek Carrier who's on a won one won year deal. I mean, they, well, actually, it's Darren Waller. Oh yeah. Darren no, Waller. Waller is your chain mover, but yep. you still
1: need a number one receiver to you just, take pressure off Waller. Yeah,
0: you need you need a, a better receiver. And you could see the Raiders go into this draft. Some guys might fall. I mean, imagine if Devontae Smith falls. Imagine that. That'd be something. So um they, they do make some good moves on the offensive line, even though they traded away all the good players. I, the the thing that gets me about the Raiders is they went and traded a bunch of players on their offensive line and got rid of a bunch of them when their offensive line was the best in the league last year. They had the best offensive line, and and you look at Richie Incognito. He resigns a one year deal, two point six. Okay. So they maintain him. He was really good on their line. Nick Martin signs with the the Raiders. Nick Martin's underrated. I think he was very good with Houston, and they they let him go for no reason. But it's reason. still a downgrade. It's still a downgrade. Then they go and get Denzel. Good. He resigns on a two year deal, eight point three six million. He was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a backup last year, but they're going to bring him in and make him a starter. But then the defense. This is kind of where they they fix some of the problems. Yannick Ngakwe, two years, twenty six million, good deal. Thirteen mm-hmm. million for Ngakwe is an underpayment. Yep, he's worth about five to six million more than that. Uh, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, he resigns on a one year three point five million dollar underpayment. Good defensive tackle, good stuff. Quentin Jefferson signs with the Raiders. Um, Another good signing, good defensive tackle. I dig this. Solomon Thomas signs a one-year deal, so they've taken that at. What's the John Gruden thing that Alex always talks about? Pass oh, rush. All about that pass rush. That is John Gruden's way. It's all about that pass rush, and that's what they're getting. They're but he getting got rid of pass, pass rush. rush. Well, he's got Yannick and and he's got Solomon but Thomas. You could still have Cleo Mack. Yeah, he could. But still, he's got. It's all about that I mean, pass. God right. knows you didn't you didn't
1: draft anything worth of value for that those draft picks,
0: right? And then they go it, the, they keep Nicholas Morrow. He resigns on a one year deal, five million dollars. I think that's a good solid price for him. I think the Raiders' defense up front, great. Up front, I'm thrilled. Oh yeah. If you're looking in that defensive front seven, I'm I'm loving life. It's their their issue right now is that corner and safety, you know. And they're they're going to have to fix those issues. But ultimately. On the offensive side of the ball, they're still in trouble. And uh, I know John Gruden is a weird weird kind of guy that picks up weird freaking players (laughs) and goes to Super Bowls with them like he did in Tampa. But I I haven't seen it yet in the Raiders. I've seen a very middle-of-the-road 8-8 style team since he's been there. So I want to see whether or not he can do that. And last but not least, you got the L.A. Chargers. Um, Tight end Jared Cook. I thought this was a great signing. One year, six million, four and a half guaranteed. I think he'll be a great fill-in for the loss of Hunter Henry. I like this move. I do, too. And him and Virgil Green together, I think that's solid. Jared Cook was good for the Saints um, when they let both let go of both their tight ends. Um, Cook was the better one. Yes. And Cook wound up going to L.A. I dig this. Um, they go out and they, they sign Matt Filer to a multi-year contract. Filer was one of the high end um, uh, one of the higher end offensive linemen that was hitting free agency this year. Yep. Matt Filer was. Um, multi-year deal. This is a smart deal. I I, I just like the idea, and they, they had to replace um, for the one of the Pouncey brothers, you mm-hmm. know. So the Pouncey brothers retire, they fix the situation, they get an offensive tackle, and they sign Corey Lindsley as well. Five years, 62 and a half. It'll pay him twenty-six. Corey Lindsley is a good player. Protecting the Lamborghini. Yep, that's it. He's, they got Justin Herbert over there. Um, they also signed Ode Abushi. He signs a one-year, $1.75 million deal with them. Abushi's sort of a nobody. I think they they have an expectation. He was a backup. They're expecting him to start. If he does, great. Uh, hoping for the best there. Um, they did sign, uh, they re-signed corner uh, Michael Davis on a three-year deal. Includes $15 million. They still need to replace Desmond King. Mm-hmm. And Michael Davis does not do that. If they expect him to come in and play in the place of Desmond King, I don't know. We'll see what happens on day one. But they still need corner help over there. Um, they do get a defensive back, Brandon Fassian. He resigns with the Chargers. That's all right. This one, this next one, I really like though. Michael Badgley. He resigns a one. He's been solid deal. for them. Good, good kicker. I like Michael Badgley. He's young. He's got good leg strength. It's a good, solid thing. And that concludes the yeah, AFC. But, but now, back to
1: the um, King thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Davis does replace King um, tenfold, if and it, oh, if and only if the the best safety in football can stay healthy and play this season. Oh yeah. If Derwin James is healthy, it takes a lot of pressure off Michael Davis.
0: Derwin James, and that's the big thing. Derwin James is, I, I think he is one of the best safeties in football if he can stay healthy. And that's been the problem. Derwin James has been hurt all the time. And I
1: feel so bad for him because I, I, lo- I love watching him play, and I haven't had to do that.
0: Yeah. He, he's he. I think he hasn't been healthy since he came into the league. No. He hasn't. He, and It's like, what is going on? I like Derwin James. It seems like he gets hurt early too, and he's out for a majority of the season. Usually at the beginning of the season, like, like preseason. Yep, he he gets. I think the one time he hurt himself in the preseason, and then the one time he hurt himself in week one, and then I think the next time he got hurt in week five. So I mean,
1: it, <laughs> he's never healthy. He played his rookie year all sixteen games. No, uh-huh. only played five games in nineteen. Yep, and then didn't play a snap in twenty.
0: Yeah, so I mean, the guy's always hurt. I I liked Irwin James. Dude's great. Yeah, it's just stay healthy now. Stay healthy. That's what I want. So, next week Tyler, we're going to jump into the NFC, correct? Yep, and we'll and right. we'll snag the stragglers that come in through the yep, week. Through yep. The we'll NFC. we'll get those in the NFC. We didn't want to run the show too long because we know uh, attention spans are short these days, and we don't want to be doing a 4-hour episode for you. Right. As much as I like longevity in episodes, 4 hours is is a lot. Um, so we're going to knock out the NFC next week, and then after that, we got draft Big board's coming up. Tyler, I have a challenge for you. I have a challenge. Okay. And I'm going to challenge you right here, right now, on the air. I want the Tyler Dean three-round mock draft for this season.
1: I don't want to steal your thunder. I know you like your big board, and all of a sudden I'm I'm going to do it one time. I want
0: want you to jump in on this. And if you hit more, that's cool. I you know, there there have been years where I hit big time and there have been years where I hit bad. You know, so I and i like I've one year I hit like fourteen and I almost creamed my pants. And then and then the next year I hit like four. So I mean it happens. I'm not worried about it. I want Tyler to get on this mock draft. Three rounds. Fine, fine. three rounds at a boy. Atta a boy. Alright. So three round mock draft. Obviously, and and we're not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna get mine done the day before the draft, as always. I'll be posting that on my personal Facebook page, as well as our Facebook page. We're gonna post that. Um, our episodes, uh, you know, and I I've been uh, so I've been getting our episodes up on iTunes, but I haven't been getting them up on our Facebook page. That's on me. I'm gonna get those up on the on the Facebook page as they come out now moving forward. So we're gonna get those as well, um, and we're gonna get that mo- those mocks up there. I want to get Tyler's full on big board. My big board. Let's get that shit done. What do you think? Alright. Yeah! I'm excited. I'm excited. Come on, man. Jump in. So, we'll, we'll get those up. We'll go through three round mocks. We'll see how many we hit, and, and it'll be an adventure. Um, I also want to go through on not next episode, but uh, our draft episode. We're talking draft. I also want to go through a, a thing called Bold predictions, Tyler. I want to make bold predictions for the the upcoming NFL season. Not really next episode. We'll do we'll do it in the the draft episode, um, or maybe even after that. But we want to hit bold predictions.
1: We should do it right after the draft, so we have, right a, we have a full picture. So yep. during the draft recap, we'll do it.
0: I agree with that. So we want to do our bold predictions for the NFL season, and and I want to I want to sit here. I want to hold our, hold each other accountable. I want to write these down, and when the season ends. I want to hold got, each other accountable. Who, right. <laughs> who is right? Who got touchdowns? Who didn't? I want to find out. So we're going to do a bold, our bold predictions. All right? So that's our plans for the upcoming episodes, and I'm excited. This is off-season frenzy, bud. <laughs> this is a great time. I want to set this stuff up. I want to I want to hammer that out. And, uh, Tyler, that's all we got for today. Back next week for the NFC. NFC, have you gotten air massaging? No, I haven't. What a loser. Tyler, get a massage. So uh, It's Your Time Massage. I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, It's Your Time Massage. Amanda's a wonderful massage therapist. I highly recommend anybody come to her for a Swedish or deep tissue massage. Um, she does CBD. She does hot stones. I mean, anything you can think of, she's got it covered. Amanda's an amazing, amazing massage therapist. And, and if you haven't gotten a massage yet, you can go and check it out at it'syourtimemassage.com uh, Or you can see her on Facebook at it's Your massage. That's, again, iytmasage.com. And it's your time, massage and um, Tyler. I think we have some breaking news. We have some breaking news. Whoa! Breaking news! Here we go. What was this? The, is kind of big. This is a big one.
1: So I know we haven't talked. To, we haven't talked to NFC yet, but um, it, it, it's about them and a signing. So we so Keanu Neal signed with the Cowboys. Uh huh. But he's also been playing a new position.
0: Oh no! Weak side linebacker will be his permanent position. Wow! Keanu Neal goes to linebacker. I mean, he's a We're, hard hitter. He's a hard hitter. I mean, it does make sense with that aspect. I'm just surprised. I'm very surprised. Holy shit. That's, that's wild. Keanu Neal moving to linebacker. You don't see that often. Safety moved to linebacker. No, usually they just play it on and off. Like, um, yeah,
1: because we have we, talked about Palomalu. He's he's a great linebacker. Yeah, good safety, great linebacker. Mm-hmm. But he never made a position change.
0: No, he was he was always. They just at brought safety. him in. Yeah, they just. They but just, so that's a change of position. Wow. I, I i that's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. That tells me they won't be bringing Alden Smith back. And it also tells me that there's going to be a lot of lot of outside blitz coming. Ha! ha see what I did there? There, <laughs> there will be a lot of outside blitz from Keanu Neal because he's fast. It, 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 it's interesting. It, it, it sets a, a weird situation, a weird precedent. The guy's good in coverage, but he's also so fast. Is he going to blitz the quarterback? What are they going to do with him? Is he going to be in run support? He hits so hard. This might actually be
1: the smart play. And then now you got a linebacker who at any point can drop into coverage Yeah, be
0: careful. Ooh, we don't see that. It's a ballsy move. That's a ballsy move by the Cowboys, and I dig it. I, I like love it. That. I love that. So that's all we got for the AFC. Exciting stuff. Um, and NFC will be next week. We'll get that going. Um, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, check out our sponsor, IYTMassage.com, or you can check her out at It's Your Time Massage on Facebook um, and get yourself a massage. Also, um want to give a quick shout-out to Face Kicked Apparel with uh, Sean Stockmeyer over there. He does all of your T-shirts, scarves, masks, the whole deal. The guy is incredible. I highly recommend if you want T-shirts or anything like that made, any sort of clothing, he's got you covered over at facekickedapparel.com. And, um, also, check us out on, on the other podcast. Our next one's coming next month for... Uh, the other one on the outside Blitz Network. Uh, I didn't think you could hear us. Tyler will be a guest on that show eventually. Here, so we're going to get Tyler on there. We're going to have the Steel Boys on there. Um, this next episode, where it's going to be a fun episode. We're going to be talking about the wives, but but uh, we got the Hot Ones challenge coming up the following month with the Steel Boys. So that'll be entertaining as all hell. And uh, Tyler, we're going to get your sorry ass on there. You and Verdi, you and Verdi have a rapport. <laughs> you guys have a rapport. So. Um, Thank you so much for listening, folks. Check us out on our podcast, and uh, you can check us out on Facebook at The Outside Blitz. Uh, I, For myself, Scotty Freytown. For Tyler Dean, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time right here on The Outside Blitz. Join us soon on The Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on
1: Facebook at facebook.com backslash theoutsideblitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com.